Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Who are we? I'm ghost number 80085, designation Rob, designation Red Ranger. I am Ring of Thorn, Holy Death Knight. And I'm also known as Cole, Cole the, the, the Green Ranger. I didn't play this game. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. <laughs> it's usually your fault. You're the one that usually does this. But anyway. Shut up, Cole. But the other super fighting robot named Mega Man, also known as the Mega Mikio. People just call me John for short. Take a drink. <laughs> yeah, that that's one. That, that, is, that is true. That's one. That's right. I did that on purpose. <laughs> People get the most entertainment out of us when we're going and getting them schlockered, right? Heck yeah. That's right. Anyway, so uh Amy's not here this week, so anybody that just sticks around for her, um, sorry, you can go and uh, walk somewhere else. The eye candy, else. unfortunately, went has, has went off to be eye candy. Let's just leave it at that. Let's let people's imagination me. go. Ex- excuse me, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm the eye candy. Except right. they can't see us, so I'm. Well, the you did re die. So ear candy, then. I'm the ear candy. There you go. I've just got a face made for radio, so, you know, anything works for me, really. And everyone can listen to Tyler's sexy voice. Yes, it's like, uh, can I can I do a little uh, ASMR stuff going on here? If I go talk on this side and I go talk on this side, is it making anything or is it just picking up as one solid sound? No, it, it actually is changing, yeah. which is kind of surprising to me. I didn't think that uh, our recording system was that uh, intuitive. Oh no, we we could have done this all the time, but no. Does this mean we have a budget? We have a budget. We we, we have <laughs> a budget. We have occasional sponsors. <laughs> so for that, uh, tonight I'm going to be coming at you in ASMR. God help us. We found a new toy to play with. <gasps> anyway. <laughs> Not that toy, Tyler. We don't need to hear about that toy here in this uh podcast. That doesn't help anybody out. That's okay. <laughs> so, Rob, what are we talking about? Okay, okay. So, uh, anybody been noticing that a lot of games that have been out for a reasonable to long amount of time have been uh, getting a lot of updates recently? Yes. Not like just, you know, two or three hour DLCs, but like major freaking updates. To the point where it changes the game. Yep. In one case, so in one case, like the third time over, changing the game entirely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from uh, No Man's Sky to World of Warcraft, uh, Destiny is getting another expansion coming up here. There's a yes, Sea of Thieves. There's a lot of shit that's been dropping here recently. Some free, some not even close. But it's been kind of interesting going and seeing on how a lot of these games are going and finding new lives through extra content uh no man's sky in particular like i don't know what the hell happened yeah like, no man's sky next comes out it. and everybody freaks out <laughs> i have to admit though now i've been watching a couple people play and i've seen a little bit of gameplay i'm like i play it now yeah it especially if i played it with you guys yeah i mean it seems to be that they have for playstation yeah <laughs> i have it for i can get it for playstation hmm? 
I would consider it. Uh, <laughs> that one's just weird to me because it seems like they fixed everything and nothing that was wrong with it all at the same time because it still has every single problem that was there before. They just seem less annoying now. I remember because I bought that game at Vanilla. Oh, it was rough. I'm <laughs> like, I'm... wasn't it okay for like a day? For like uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> Mine ran completely fine. Uh, I've never had any of the graphical or problems that people did. It was just you were Dark. running around mining for a bunch of stuff, and that was kind of it. And then, like, basically, I was like, so my experience, I played for quite a bit, and I was like trying to always get a bigger ship. And then I saw one really big ship, and I was like, oh, I want that. And so I just started mining and mining and selling so I could afford this one ship. And then I got it. And after that, I was just like, oh, that's that's it. I can just do that again. Well, guess what? More you better can get a bigger going. ship now. Yeah. <laughs> there's more stuff. I think that's the big part of it is that there's yeah. more to do. And then from the looks of it, they've also updated the UI as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they've actually. And from the looks of like, okay, from what I from what I've seen, they've added different races mm-hmm. for the player character, customizable like outfits a little bit. Also nice. Uh, um, yeah, and they've changed the base of the UI for it. Mm-hmm. I guess they've also yeah so. Like the generalized like menus and stuff like that to make it a little bit more appealing. Well, and multiplayer. That's a thing. Oh, yeah, and they added multiplayer, yeah. So I was going to like, that was, I was, a I was big thing. That was a big problem before. The, 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 the big yeah. gigantic thing. Whereas it's like you, there, that was the whole big selling point at the beginning of like having multiplayer and playing with friends. And then they're like, oh, they, some people found some each other and are like, oh, we weren't expecting people to see each other that quickly. Uh, yeah. And then. Yeah, and then thing after thing. Yeah, problems. But no, it's it's <laughs> different. It's added stuff. It's still the same game, and they just added a bunch to it, which is good. So, yeah, I don't know. I want to play it. You can build stuff. You can now have home worlds, and, and opposed to like the whole idea of like jumping from planet to planet. They have changed the planets, too. Minerals are no longer just towers in the sky. They're actually in the ground. And Thank God. Yeah. Question. How deep could you dig? I, uh, I don't remember there ever being like a stopping point. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if I, you kept just keep going and pop out the other end or like. Yes. Or do you I, hit the core and die? <laughs> I never tried it. Same yeah, game. no, that's a that's a good question. Somebody go and look that shit up. I'm curious now. I'll admit, I was so frustrated with that game, and I, part of it's me just not picking up on what the hell I was supposed to be doing. Well, it didn't but really have a... It didn't yeah. really have a linear thing. You're supposed to get to... That was the whole point. You're supposed to get to the center of the Earth. So it was just all about... Center of the world. Of the galaxy. Center of the galaxy. Uh, yeah. Center of the galaxy. Center of the universe. Um, yeah. And then you're just planet hopping. So you hit a planet, get all your resources you need, next planet. And then you just hop. And then that planet was just like gone, forgotten about. Never see it yeah. again. Um, it almost, that felt a little um, 
not depressing, melancholy to me. That gave me a melancholic feel where you're like, sometimes you land on this really neat planet and you just need some, some, uh, some uh, resources of some kind. You pick it up and then you knew as soon as you leave, you're never going to see this planet again. And you're like, I like this planet. I would almost want to come back here, but you're not going to because you're never going to see that planet again because you're just, you're going beelining to uh, the center of the universe, the galaxy, everything. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh, that's kind of sad. So, because I saw some really cool planets that I liked. I saw a winter planet. I saw a planet that had really nice things. And I was just like, oh, this one's got really rare things on it that I don't need right now, but I will need in the future. So, if I leave this place, I'm not coming back to it because going, that's just, it is, it was a process to like jump back to get to a certain planet because you could only hyper jump so far and then back. And then by the time you need those things, it could be. I don't know, 50, not 50 planets, but enough planets that it would be kind of out of your way to go back that way. And then you got to remember which one was it because there's so many planets and it was just like, uh, unless you name them specifically as like rare shit here planet. <laughs> yeah, because you can name all the planets. I hear you. I hear you don't even uh, that stuff doesn't even save like after a certain amount of time, it just gets reset back to nothing. That's uh, what so. I'm hearing, too. Um, I've also seen even with the people that you're playing with. Um, I was watching one streamer who was streaming with another one, and he he named like the bird. Like there was a bird type creature that was flying around, and he named it something. Um, and then another player who was on the same planet as him, um, he uh, the other, the first guy decided what needed to go to bed, so he went to bed, and the and I swapped over to watch the other guy, and he discovered the bird, but it was the it was the default name. Hmm. So it's not like it passed over or saved or anything like that. It was just weird, weird. Oh well. Uh, but but it is, and they've also added like cruisers and oh, other uh, freighters stuff. and such, freighters yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, there's a bit of a storyline where you get a, a freighter, a frigate given to you, or something like that, and. Eh, whatever. Seems interesting. It, it's definitely a game, I personally, in my head, that I see that is funner with friends. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, so, makes total sense. I mean, I love the concept behind this, you know, procedurally generated worlds and all that. And to be honest, going and looking at a lot of stuff that I've seen people playing in this new version... It doesn't just look like the same, you know, same single sky with, you know, a different set of environmental tones and whatnot around it. It actually looks really polished for the most part with what they're doing with procedural generation now. But there's so many limitations that come along with that. I I know eventually we want game development to be able to go and end in something like, say, uh, Sword Art Online or something like that. But... Games like that that are built entirely on that kind of premise really do show just how far away we are from that kind of reality being possible. Like, I I want games like that to succeed, but man, they're just... I think it's almost impossible to live up to expectation of what that could be. Am I wrong? I... What do what what you... What, what do you mean? What, what are you? I'm trying to understand yeah. here. And I'm, uh, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I, I, I probably. So, like, you mean 
Uh, you're talking about procedurally generated, but then you talked about sword art, and I was just like, wait a second. But like the concept inside of that world, not with the actual game Sword Art Online or the you know fake game Sword Art Online, but just a yeah, huge was that ass world because well, it was like very very big. Yeah, huge ass world, and there were comments in the show about how the different levels weren't all programmed, you know, with every asset and feature done by people. A lot of it was uh, designed to auto-generate itself based on certain seeds that were set into the world. So it was going in her, the idea was that the game was generating its own content inside of these different tiered levels that made up all of Aincrad. And then when the seed is passed on to Kirito and people are starting to use that seed to go and make their own versions of this game-based platform. That was something that a lot of people were going and using procedurally generated content to go and create a larger world on the inside. Like the ability to go and create almost an infinite series of quests and dungeons and play styles, all that kind of stuff. It's a great idea and it's something that we'd all love to go and move towards where you could have a game that could be infinitely replayable because content would always be created without the need of a person going and operating it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. But then you have something like No Man's Sky where it's built entirely on the concept of procedural generation, which granted is different than the entirety of what I just talked about, but it's using one element from it. And can something that is entirely procedurally generated like that really ever live up to the potential that lies within that name by itself? Um, I think it's that that's the thing is like you just need enough assets for the because like procedurally generated, it needs to pull from assets still. Yeah. Um, and so you just have to have enough unique assets for it to create that. Um. Which they had, like, that's part of the updates. Is like they they changed the worlds that you find, uh, so they're a little bit better. Uh, and then they started adding new types, so they will just keep adding assets, and those will get added into um, the game. Sort of like how Minecraft had biomes, and they just started adding biomes. So then you just run into weird biomes mixed with each other. Sometimes uh, you get these really crazy things would happen. You get a chasm that would just pop in through like uh, two biomes going across and it would just be weird worlds. Um, so I think that's the problem is that if it just is, it doesn't have enough assets to pull from, it does become all the same because it's just, you can just go through every combination quickly enough. So you just need more variations to then make more combinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what I mean. Yeah. I think eventually we'll reach that point. Like the idea so. is sound, but I think event we're getting closer and closer to that point. I mean, uh, the concept of a game's programming, just depending on actions, just changing and just adding on. I think we're pretty close to that. A good Actually, one, you know, like a game called, uh, what is it? It's called uh, path of exiles. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. They're introducing this thing where essentially it's a randomly generated dungeon where you keep uh, pushing forward. And it changes every single time you go in and it gets tougher. Yeah, uh, like a roguelike. That's basically what a roguelike. Yeah, oh, that is what a roguelike. I want to think I was about to think of uh, um, Civilization 5. Yes. 
Um, because that one had so many DLCs added to it that if you played vanilla, vanilla Civilization Five, uh, how the world because the world generates randomly. It's always procedurally generated. It makes a seed. It makes it random world. Um, and the kind of stuff that was in it from the beginning, and then they had so many updates add to it, completely changes the world and how many resources in it and the combinations of the worlds it makes uh, is also changed. So it's just. It's just a resource thing. And I think the only way to get around that for to make assets for it is just time. You just have to have a game that people can just start keep making assets and assets until it has so many assets that the combinations of worlds it can make will always seem fresh and different. Mm-hmm. It's just people... When you've got a lot of people together, they can go through a lot of stuff very quickly. It's the whole hive mind mentality of stuff the brain trust where you just like you can have a you can throw it out to the internet and lots of times if you're like you're having a problem with one person you throw out there and then it just becomes like this brain hive mind of everyone who's pulling about problems and then they can feed off of each other and uh, can normally solve problems pretty quickly because of that because there's so many minds at work like uh, multiple processors if your brain's a processor you have more processors doing cloud computing uh, it processes information way quicker, and yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to ramble. Anyone else have anything else to say? <laughs> or else I'm just gonna start rambling on. Well, like game updates in general. Rob, you're quiet. I can't hear you. Are you talking, Rob? You're muted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's why it was so quiet. I was just like, Rob looks like he's doing something, but he's he's quiet and muted. There you yeah, go. My bad. My bad. No, we but with, post with, with something like No Man's Sky, it's one of those things. I don't think you really can talk all that much about it because the biggest thing about it is its most limiting factor. <laughs> it's just procedurally generated, and while there is a pseudo story i mean it's more waypoints to go and leave you towards an eventual objective what really is there to the game i guess that's the point is it is just one of those survival games that you don't have a plot for it it's just you surviving so you get as much out of it as you do with any survival game so you sort of live and then Mm -hmm. you make your own excitement so, and I guess that is normally best done with friends. So the fact that multiplayer is in it now is yeah. really cool because now you can actually play with people and then you just, it's just you and some buddies getting up to all kinds of hijinks mm-hmm. and hootenanny and whatever, whatnots. And, and dying together. And dying <laughs> together. What about some other games? What else has stuff? Well, we talked about that was No Man's Sky has a lot of stuff coming out. For Honor went through a few basic changes here and there recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the interesting thing they've introduced is they've actually taken in uh, criticisms and like comments made by people about certain classes in the game mm-hmm. and uh, adjusted things. So now remember the uh, the warlord so they, class, the warlord class with the sword and shield. They increased his endurance and increased his attack power. So now he fits more into that type of fighting style, which makes okay. him more of a. Uh, Makes them actual like tank. actual tank and a lot more playable compared to other characters. And they also 
Didn't they also change like the generalized fighting style as well? They made it like um, they changed the timings on something. I remember them hearing the timing was the timing was a lot more adjusted, making it easier to hit those sweet spots, and also the combos mm-hmm. now are a lot easier to pull off. So if you were playing the game vanilla, if you didn't have like the timing down to a T, you were having a rough time with a lot of stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. after all the DLC got in, all the stuff got introduced, all the warriors were available. They came out and announced this new game mode that's coming out called Siege. And mm-hmm. they're right off the bat, they're introducing free new play, free new playable characters, all based off the Chinese Empire. Can mm-hmm. I just say I love on how John is basically the hype man for this game. Like every time they start talking, about it, it's just like, damn it, I want to play this game. <laughs> that's what I always enjoyed about For Honor. I was watching this for so long. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful. The concept is sound. I like it. Mm-hmm. But the new game mode is cool. But I think it's awesome after like maybe two years after it's been released, they're still adding stuff to it. They're doing uh, monthly challenges and special events. It's really cool. It is kind of like an underground, it almost feels like an underground thing to me because it's like I never hear anybody talking about For Honor and then I'll randomly get little advertisements to go and check out, you know, the top players and all this stuff going and doing their uh, streams for whatever the challenges that's going on for this week or the fact that they actually go and have seasons that they're going and doing for competitive play now. It's like, what? How is it I'm not hearing about this game, but it still has this thriving community? I don't understand it. It's it's pretty cool when you think about it. Yeah. Like, is this just one of those things that, you know, the Fortnite-dominated landscape just completely misses out on? It's just like, guys, there, there's other games out there. There's a lot of people that are into them. Yeah. This doesn't get the buzz and attention. Yeah, it is interesting. And I will admit, For Honor had a rough start. I will admit that. The... The issues with the uh, servers was just sad. Makes like it sense. took forever to get into a game, and then like a lot of cases, you got dropped from the server. Mm-hmm. But that always seems to be a most common thing: is that like they try as hard as they can during betas, and they try as hard as they can trying to like overload the overload this a test overload the servers to make to stress them out enough that they were able to figure out try and figure it out but the unfortunate thing being is that a lot of people like are, that want to play the game don't play the beta <laughs> true so by the time like when the game finally comes out they're like ooh game out <laughs> and everybody bum rushes the fucking server and and look at that the servers go down because everybody wants to play the fucking thing that's how it usually works yeah but it's I think it's cool because this new game mode it's it looks amazing it's essentially a siege fight you're essentially in a siege tower trying to prestige a castle hmm. and just the concept of these new fighters are cool I mean literally one of them is a Shaolin monk that's doing crazy kung fu moves. That's cool. That's what's always was cool about For Honor was the mixed match of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Even though we all know in real life a katana would break against a uh, longsword. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Have you ever done? Wasn't there? Movie? Wasn't there uh, like a film theory about that? Uh, that the uh, Japanese the samurais had more money, so they would just win anyways. Yeah, because they were mounted archers. Yeah. 
because when they all existed at the same time, the samurai were more mounted archers and they were swordsmen. And everyone knows that in history, the mountain archer was this, were game changers. Oh yeah, there's a reason the Mong the Mongols and under under Genghis Khan succeeded so well was literally because of the mounted archer. I mean, you get a couple archers in there; it's a guaranteed win. Yeah, but it, but if you have a thousand of them running in a village, at <laughs> a town, all of them with bows. <laughs> You know who's probably going to win. <laughs> yeah. The Spanish Inquisition. No one it's expects this. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> what else is on our list for games that have updates? Um, you guys mentioned Sea of Thieves. I haven't had a chance to play it. Oh, so Sea of Thieves has been I've heard about one. Is it the big legendary thing that they were talking about? Uh, it's, it's your fighting. It's pretty cool. You're fighting uh, skeleton crews. Uh, I guess everything's timed now, so it's like it's they're all timed events with Sea of Thieves, uh, and so if you miss out, you miss out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's like skeleton crews, and what they do is just like these giant skeleton crews jump out of the water, and they all have like cursed cannonballs. So it's really fucking annoying. Uh, but yeah, they like <laughs> they burst out of the water, and then you, you're just fighting these things. And they added a new ship, so now there's a three person ship. Uh, so the sloop is now a two person. The brigantine's a three, and the uh, galleon is four. So they added a new ship. They added that. They added other costume stuff. They added things to do, and you go out there, and they're basically raid events. They added alliances, which is great because now you can set up alliances, and then instead of just trusting someone, you can be like, "Hey, let's start an alliance," and then you just get looped for anything they drop off, and you give them per percentage of anything you drop off. So it is more beneficial to have an alliance especially if you're attacking like a fortress mm -hmm. or us or like his fortresses are still they're back in again they put them back in um so instead of just going to a fortress and then seeing two other pirates and then you fighting these other pirates while fighting a fortress which is near impossible to do you just you can't succeed with that you uh then can like pop up your alliance you see your alliance leg and you alliance with some other person and then you are now an alliance and then any gold or something that you pick up from there is shared among the alliance so no matter what you're gonna get some gold from this which is good um yeah and then you can go fight and then it's pretty sweet having like uh two galleons fighting against some others it's like oh it's pretty cool because you're out there and there's like pirate ships going and they're like skeleton pirate ships with like cursed cannonballs that like make you get all make you start dancing or make you like get, get all drunk like grog like the grog one it shoots grog cannonballs and you get hit with that then you're just completely drunk and vomiting everywhere which is so annoying <laughs> uh but then you have the two galleons and then you can like lie and then they burst out the water and then you come up there and you're just firing cannonballs at them and then you have another gallon on the other side firing cannonballs and you just it just goes down and oh it's, it's fun stuff it's really cool <laughs> so it's, what i'm hearing here is uh as soon as we're done with this podcast we're uh, going on to play sea of thieves yes <laughs> so yeah sea of thieves it's like there it was again it was another one of those games where they just had a cool concept of a world to traverse but nothing to do in it where you just you did quests not enough to do yeah, that was basically not enough to do. There's things to do, but not enough to do. Like, like same thing with uh, um, No Man's Sky, where you're just like, this is it. You're just flying through the skies. And it's like, it's cool when you first do it, but then it's just like, 
then what? And then now this is starting to do that where it's just like, oh, there's things to do. There's weekly events, not weekly events, bi-weekly, two weeks, every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then their their next one, which is like the uh, the next update, which is going to start adding a new chunk of islands. So they're mm-hmm. adding more islands and they're all like vo- volcano-y islands. So I hear hearsay. Um, yeah and they added doubloons so you get like doubloons for doing things and then you can use those doubloons to buy whatever the event is going on um, or you can buy levels in whatever class that you're needing it because now once you get into the higher levels of like each merchant uh, souls or uh, gold there's like it gets a lot harder to get the next level in that, so you can just go buy a level with 30 doubloons, and so you can get doubloons by doing events, and it's cool. yeah, so there's it's cool things to do. That's awesome. That's really cool. Who doesn't like being a It's also, it's fun to sail. I like sailing. Yeah. 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 Speaking of sailing games. They added a drum. Oh, that's another thing is like the Megalodons, which was the last one where you actually had to go hunt a Megalodon. That event's over, so you missed it. Uh, but now there are just Megalodons out in the world. Nice. Uh, so you can be sailing and then a Megalodon will just kind of come up beside you. And it is either friendly or not friendly. So <laughs> it'd be like, oh, it's just there being out in the water. And you're like, if you attack it, it'll attack you. But if you just let it be. There's a fifty percent chance it might bite your ship, or it might just kind of be there and then leave. What if you accidentally hit it with the boat? I don't think you can accidentally hit it with the boat. I don't think that happens. Because if you do, you're like you're not really paying attention. You're like, oh crap, I gotta turn. I should go over there, and you turn, and the you don't turn that quick. If you're going, it's normally you're in your open sea, and you're already sailing. And if you're gonna try and turn, you're you don't have that much of a turning radius. So, yeah, I don't think you accidentally hit it. Okay. Like I, by the way, I'm looking forward to Skullmons. That's going to be interesting. Or what? That um, other sailing ship from Ubisoft. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the one that's just the multi, which is just the engine Sa- from yeah, Black Flag. Pretty much. I'm looking forward to it. I really liked Black Flag sailing. So. I'm just trying to figure out when the hell did pirate theme games become? They're the, the new thing. They're replacing zombies. Yeah, the yeah. zombies. We're getting pirates. Pirates now, are back in. And then after Pirates, it's going to be Cowboys. See, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the well, Cowboys. Well, I'm, I'm okay with uh, that Red one. Dead Redemption t- uh, Red Dead Redemption is coming out. Or... Well, I can't wait for that because then eventually it's going to get to the point where we're going to have robotic horses shooting laser beams from their eyes and multi We talked about that. It's like, how much are they going to... Because they're really combining... The, like, you can get really uh, uh, theme stuff in GTA right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to push that, so you can get like the you have you got the golden revolver. They have the tomahawk out right now, and that's um, all going to transfer over to Red Dead Two. Does it? Yes. So yeah, I wonder if you're going to find like futury stuff. I doubt it because the concept is you're a descendant of your multiplayer character from Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Blind, mind blown. The shit. <laughs> In other words, we <laughs> have games to play during the fall. Pretty so you much. have to, you have to have played Red Dead Redemption. 
I mean, no, because that's Red Dead Redemption 2 is a prequel to Red Dead because it's about John Marston's grandfather. Okay. Yeah. Back when the West was still wild and untamed. Okay, so they're going back. That's good to hear. I was wondering about that. I've been trying to stay a little bit away from it because I don't want to get spoiled. So let's see. Okay, what's next on the list? That's a great question. Well, yeah, I bring up something about Final Fantasy 14 as well, but I actually haven't played Final Fantasy in about a month and a half. So I don't know. I'm a bit behind. I don't know. I haven't played the GTA one yet. Same here. Uh, which but I want to, but like I see that it like it did the thing where it brought back gay Tony, yeah, which is a big thing which people wanted gay because that was that was that one He's is arguably one of the best DLCs out there. Oh, the ballad of gay Tony. Tony. Mm. So gay Tony, <laughs> settle down, Rob. Uh, for what I'm, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry. Like that, the, that got me to actually try. Uh, and, the, and the concept apparently is to make a nightclub. A successful mm-hmm. nightclub. Yeah, and I think the nightclub is actually like I think you're. I don't know. I, I can't. It's hard to find information about it. Uh, but I Without don't know if you're it. allowed to sell your old stuff because I believe the nightclub has multiple levels under it, and then that's like yes. you're starting to. If you have, I think that was the annoyance of like you have your your MC place of like your counterfeit or drugs or something, and then you have your your weapons one and then you have a facility one and then you have your airport one and i think the club that's what the talk that's what i've seen from the club like that's the problem i haven't tried it yet so i don't know if that's the thing and i believe it's supposed to be consolidated all into one and that's why they have like business wars now yeah because apparently i've heard that you can there is a limit on businesses you can own i haven't heard that I thought I heard I heard about that. I don't know if it's true or not, but whatever. I mean, you can't like... sell things, and that's always bothered me. Because uh, uh yeah. what is it? I bought. What did I buy? I bought a when we when we came out with the MC Club thing. I bought an extra garage, and I was just like, I don't like this garage. Yeah, I want to sell it, but then I just I have it, and I think the only way to sell something is to buy something else, and having too many businesses, so you have to sell that one because you can only have. Three buildings. You can only own three buildings. And I own my MC1 counts as a building. So I own my MC clubhouse. I have my garage. And then I have my apartment. And I want to buy another apartment. And so that would make me sell my old apartment because I can't have four things. Uh, but then like your facility counts as a different its own thing. Your, uh, your weapons one counts as its own thing. I think your office. like your Because um, Rob's the only one. Yeah, not the high rise. His office. Uh, Rob's the only one who has an office. Yep. Uh, what is that? Corporation? What do they call that yeah, one? Corporation. Yeah. 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 Um, CEO. Because you can only get those. Those are only in the three buildings in downtown. Yeah. Um, but like you, there's facilities all over the world. There's there are hangars. There's only the two in Fort Zuko and the. How many hangers are there? There's not that many hangers either. There's like five of them, I think, in total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there because there's only like three airports. So, yeah, we'll have to get back to you on that. On on that. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I, I think that's great because that was what bugs me is just like okay, I've got my five different buildings and they're all different businesses and it's just kind of 
It'd be cool if you could sell the stuff you don't need. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. The thing that like, I do like have about have the one thing I do like about um, GTA, and that thing, uh, and just like we were talking about before, is that they give you options of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't have to do an option that they've added because mo- almost every everything that they've added is free. Mm. And well, for it, the most, it part, is. technically, it is. Free free but they're adding things for you to buy so the update's free but the things in the update aren't free they yeah are, but microtransactions you them, but you can pay for them through just playing the game but microtransactions will help you along to buy the really expensive things like all the planes are expensive shark cards <laughs> yeah because that was the thing it was like i was looking at cars back in the old days and i was like these cars are like millions of dollars and i was like what are they going to do? These are like super fast cars. How are they going to make a car faster than these without making something more expensive than these? Like once you have a million dollars, it's just like you can buy the car. Well, they found a way, uh, <laughs> such ways by making things like yachts. Uh, Rob has the yacht. Mm-hmm. I do have the yacht. I, I know. My, yacht. I know my my tune has a motorcycle club, but not a very fully updated one. I have a fully updated motorcycle club. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. You're the motorcycle club guy. I like my. I like the airport the most. Uh, mm-hmm. But once they've added the airport, they started adding planes, and planes are fucking expensive too. And it's just like, oh, oh yeah, I want these planes. And then it's like, oh, they're three million dollars. <laughs> Back in the day, when something over a million dollars was just unheard of. Oh, what's the fastest vehicle you can buy? Oh, it's only like nine hundred thousand. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> But you can buy well no, the most expensive thing was like a tank. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh. The tank or the dump truck was exactly a million dollars. Yeah. That's what it was. Good times. But yeah. But I anyway. I gotta play I gotta I gotta figure it out. How old is GTA five now? Too old. Two thousand twelve now. Is it really? No joke. Jesus. It's well, old. Well, I have to say it's kinda held up. Yeah, no, I mean, it, so many people still play it. Yeah, no, they. That is one that has definitely found elasticity. Originally, I thought it was just the name brand that was keeping it going, but no, they. For all of the problems that it does have, and it does have problems, it's, it's part of the it's, charm. It well, that's just it. It really is actually part of the charm. I don't feel weird going and saying that. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to run into hacker every once in a while. Yeah, there's going to be this you, asshole that's just going to go and run you down over and over and over that's again. That's how you get free money is the hackers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's just part of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's clearly a reason why they haven't done anything to go and fix it. <laughs> I don't think they can fix it. Well, uh, apparently all apparently what they do is that they take those those, those accounts and they shunt them over to a, into, a side, into a side server. Mm-hmm. Oh, and no, then, that's the... Uh, that's if you... Uh, are a good or a bad person a lot. Um, uh, so if you if you cause a lot of havoc, you have you have a you mental stability. So if you I do a lot that, of things, I thought that was just you, you. You were more to kill. Yes, than you were, and then if you and, and then your your target, you like you have an icon on the map, yeah. and that will be gray or it'll be white. And then yeah. the further you go, it'll turn gray, and then exactly, eventually yeah. it goes red. And that's your mental. Awareness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing people and friends a lot more often, that will go up. And until you are oh, yeah. 
full on that, and then it goes. But okay, I didn't think they actually shunted you into a different server more often. That's the whole point of that one. That's what I'm talking about. But that's the one. If you're like more of an aggressive asshole player, they're gonna start putting you in service with other asshole players. So okay, that's, that's what it, hackers hackers just get banned. That's it. You're banned. Yep, yep, yep. That's actually kind of brilliant. I hadn't heard it described that way, but that makes a lot more sense. Really? Oh, I, I thought that was like, yeah, no, that's that's totally what it is. It's like it's like for people who are assholes, you see it. It's like their mental stability is like super high, so they're a red character, and you're like, okay, that guy's that guy's an asshole, so stay away from him. It's like that's kind of the warning. So they have tried to do things about it, but like, or go after him and kill him, and you get more points. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you get more points? I think. Yeah, you you, you get more points for down. You might just get bounties on. What points? What points? You start. You, you get. You get uh, bonus XP and you get more money. Oh yeah, you got the uh, good guy awards. It's like yeah, you good player. Here's an extra thousand dollars. I'm like thanks. But if you also if you take out the the dangerous ones, you um, also, I you think if get, you're an you asshole for long enough, you'll get a bounty on your head. Yeah, the bounties. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like if you kill them, then you get the bounty. And the more people you kill, the higher your bounty gets. Possibly. I don't know if that's... It is. It is. Something like that. that? Are you saying that, or are you just saying that? No, I have watched it happen while in game. You... You play? Yeah, I used to play when I I was playing more often, anyway. Yeah. So that's that's another version of a game that just, like, has life. Um... I guess WoW is probably the next place to jump, mm-hmm. um, since it has it because I'm pretty sure it has the newest updates currently. Um, Battle for Azeroth just is, got released on Monday. Is WoW dying? Yeah. I Do not it's... bring up this stupid topic. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why, why such the immediate, immediate no? It's just that, I've that. Heard that I've heard... I, I'm curious now, Cole. Why, okay. why did you uh, okay. react in such a way? It's that particular argument has been brought up again and again since BC or Here? Burning Crusade. I haven't. T- this is the first time I'm I've not talked talking about, it. about you. I'm talking about in general. There's always that one twat who's in guild, who's in the the trade chat yelling that the game is dying. There's that one asshole in the forums who's saying the game just the game is dying. The game is dying. Blah 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 blah. There's still like like almost twenty million. Like what what is it? I'm guessing about sixteen million people playing this game. You're guessing? Like, no, like it's a good average guess based on so it is, um, yeah, sales from from uh, BFA and like there's. Uh, I've I've scrolled down the list of uh, like servers and stuff like that, and even running up to like before like about a month or two before BFA came out or came back yeah came out, those servers were full. There was a good portion of these things that were full, and in in my personal opinion, I don't think it's dying. Like there's a big difference between the game is dying and the game isn't as popular as it used to be. There's still so millions and millions of people playing this stupid, uh, playing this game and stupid. putting a lot. Well, I, I play the game, oh, so I'm stupid, <laughs> but, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that is like, it's a game that holds up and I think it's, it's an awesome game. 
Um, I've been playing. I've only just started playing with the uh, the newest expansion, and I'm liking it so far. When the pre patch came out a couple uh, three weeks ago, it broke a lot of things because that's what a pre patch does. But they ended up fixing them within about within about half a week. Um, apparently, what had happened was a lot of the stuff that that was apparently broken from previous expansions, but was being held together by different pieces of code. When they fixed something in the new in, with the new patch, it broke the fix that they that they had on the other stuff and broke everything. <laughs> so content that was almost fifteen years old was one shotting max level players. <laughs> what's what's cool about world of warcraft is it's from its beginnings and how long it's lasted it's a game that's essentially gone for quite a few generations it's pretty much it's one of the well best well done mmos out there i mean it got the formula right but it's a game i enjoyed i enjoy playing it it's just in this in my time my life i have trouble of putting that much time into a game. Yeah, that I makes agree. sense. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's definitely part of the argument that it is dying, so to speak. To Cole's point, yeah, its player base has shrunk dramatically. At the high point, there was almost 30 million players that were actually active subscribers. Now, Imagine, uh, by the way, my, I was talking with my dad and my cousin about this the other day. At the peak, $30 million, $10 a month. <laughs> yeah. No, and then and then full game, which is about 100 bucks, give or take at the time, because you had to buy them by the expansion. Yeah, Just imagine definitely. that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's been a cash cow for Blizzard and still continues to go and be one, though. I, th- this is interesting. So I went and uh, logged into my Statistica account and... Just don't even ask why the hell I have a Statistica account. I'm a weird guy. Um, but going and looking at it, right now, they're going and hovering this year. They've been consistently about uh, 5.2. I'm rounding up a little bit, but about 5.2 million players is what they've been going and seeing for their active logins. Hmm. So it's a far cry. I thought, they, I thought they didn't release the, that those numbers. Statistica goes and pulls from different sources on here, so it's a little bit of a different sort of metric design. Blizzard itself doesn't go and release active login numbers based on time periods, but they are going and tracking the amount of server activity that goes along with this stuff and able to forecast based on that. Okay. Yeah, these are the same guys that go and quote out like Facebook's user statistics and all that and on how that's crashing right now. So, yeah, I mean, it still has a huge player base. I mean... Just going back to when World of Warcraft first launched, the idea of a game that has been out now for more than a decade at this point and has gone through... years. Yeah, exactly. Numerous relaunches at this point. Because, seriously, I mean, there, there's nothing that even resembles vanilla World of Warcraft in the game now. It's mm-hmm. changed three times over. I mean, uh, what was it, Cataclysm? Mm-hmm. I mean that one they literally nuked everything and it was a good change it brought a lot of people back to the table but you are going to be fighting a decline pattern as number one new games come out and then number two people go and find new things to be interested in as time goes along you're going to have a yeah. hardcore contingent that's held on and this game is huge 5.2 million people that much later 
Holy shit. That's what we're her. That's what uh EverQuest was going and pulling in around the time the EverQuest 2 launched. Holy shit. And, and that they don't even have those numbers now. So yeah, exactly. But when you go and compare to just last month, and these are numbers that are backed by uh Blizzard because they want everybody to know this. Compare that to another one of their games like Overwatch, which in May uh, went and boasted about 40 million players is what they were going and seeing. Or compare that to Hearthstone, where uh, with that, you're going and looking at about 70 million people that were actively going and playing more than an hour's worth of time. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, is World of Warcraft dying? No, but is it the influence that it used to be? You would never go and have Blizzard going and putting money behind a game with that kind of user metric at this point and going and doing the ad campaigns they were doing with Wee Man and Mr. T and all that. No. Um, in my personal opinion, like, yes, I will agree that WoW itself is not as huge as it used to be. But you have to say, but as a legendary marker in the gaming industry, it is still a force. Oh, definitely. For what it is. And I want them to bring back the original Warcraft. Shut yeah, up. They're bringing that up. Really quiet you. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm on the same page with that one. It's like, bring me Warcraft. Screw oh, I agree with you. And if you guys do, I'll join you and play. I'll, play, I'll make a classic character. <laughs> when they finally launch those, launch those. I'll play it with you. But, oh, uh, classic character. You didn't have It was an RTS call. Yeah. Oh, you're talking ac- the actual oh, Warcraft. Sorry. Yeah, actual Warcraft. fucking Warcraft. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. When we said, I bring back Warcraft. Not sorry, Warcraft. it's just that they're releasing classic Warcraft classic, World of Warcraft classic. With oh, the yeah, the uh, flashback dungeons. <laughs> well, no, they're actually uh, bringing up um, version 1.7.4, if I remember correctly, which is the patch that the last patch before the Burning Crusade was brought was brought out, which is the second expansion, and they're going to put that on a ser- on classic servers for people to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can go play vanilla Warcraft with yep. all its fun stuff. Yep, crazy, but, huh? But in any case, though, um, I per- like. I personally have just got back into it. I I played on and off again since two thousand and nine, and I just got pulled back in again. So <laughs> that seems apparently a lot of people are. I've been hearing that lately. Is well, is, uh, the main the reason why a lot of people started to come, like Legion itself, which was the previous expansion, is gonna, is said to be probably one of the most successful. Um, expansions they've had in a while um, because they've had some mediocre and a flop in the last few few years when it came to con- when it came to content. Um, Legion and, changed a lot of stuff story wise too, though. Yes, it did, and it actually I don't know it brought it seemed to interest a lot more people as well. They changed the way leveling worked. They changed how the concept of a whole bunch of stuff. They brought a lot more powers into being. Um, and they just made things work from what I saw. And I personally didn't get into it the very, very tail end of, of uh, Legion itself. Um, but I like how it looked. I enjoyed playing it for one for the little amount of time that I could. 
But I think the thing that's also dragging a lot of people back to WoW at the moment is the fact that it's Battle for Azeroth. It's the Horde versus the Alliance all over the way again. It should be. And uh, making them beat the living crap out of each other. Um, they've Still. changed a whole... Yeah, and the stuff that they've changed with it being that they now um, no longer have individual PvP and PvE servers. They now just have normal servers and RPG servers, uh, role-playing servers. So now, like, and, and how you ta- and you toggle war mode, which is the PvP option from the the capital city, and you're literally separated from everybody else. <laughs> we all know the hordes, the good guys. Fuck you. <laughs> For the Alliance. For the Horde. For the Horde! Says the guy who's only played it once and played an undead mage. Yeah, anyway. you only play it once. Why do you play it more than once? You just, you're playing it once. You don't finish Warcraft. It just, you just play it. Just no, you. I mean you logged on once. <laughs> logged on more than once, Cole. For the Horde. For the Horde! <laughs> Rob, where are you? Oh, Rob, you're probably a, uh, yeah. He's a alliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, alliance jerk. Okay. I this fucker. <laughs> I just want to remind you of River's End. <laughs> I'll slaughter the world. So he is for the horde. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, when I did play, I was Alliance, but I did at one point uh, make a troll character and was just as for the horde Yaman, as possible. Yaman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I in, in, in all personal thing, I enjoy playing both sides. They're both fun. Um, I'm a torrent through and through. So Both sides have flaws. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, other than that, though, I'm looking forward to what uh, what the new expansion gives me. Mm-hmm. I, want I have never thing. really started playing a game at the beginning, um, a WoW expansion right at the beginning. Um, last time I almost did, I stopped playing like a month before it launched. <laughs> yeah. and even though I had bought the game, <laughs> pre-ordered it and ready to go. I never played it <laughs> until four years later. Mm-hmm. With the newest expansion of, uh, with every expansion they do of the Warcraft games, mm-hmm. somewhere in one of the realms, you can always find the Lost Vikings just hanging out, trying to find their way home. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> you guys remember that game, the Lost Vikings? I never played it, but I did oh, hear about that it. was a fun yeah. game. That's one I never did. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> well, that's yeah. like, I, since high school, I haven't done hardly anything Warcraft related. Like, I, I almost feel bad saying that in this day and age, but I just, I haven't been there. I just have not had my heart in it. I feel odd saying that. Am I odd? No. Or am I just too old? You are old. Okay, good. Just just checking to make sure that that's my problem. Pathetic. <laughs> Let me taste man. your tears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man. I'm a pissed off old man. 
fart. <laughs> I'm a pissed off old fart. Whatever. Pissed off about this. <laughs> pissed off about fucking Destiny 2. I have yeah. to admit that. Okay, okay. Well, let's bring it to Destiny then and whatever, because the internet doesn't know what you're waving around. Yeah, yeah. No, I bet. <laughs> His butt plug. <laughs> Might as well it's be. my ghost shaped butt plug. It's extremely uncomfortable. I would not recommend this. It's Start supposed to be a Bluetooth speaker, it? according to Bungie, but <laughs> difficulty uh, level four. Difficulty level. Difficulty level. Challenging yet fulfilling. <laughs> Ugh, there's nothing fulfilling about Dinklebot over here. I felt it. I'm sad for Destiny too. I, I'm just sad about Destiny as a whole. Like, I've been such a Bungie fan for years going back to Marathon. Marathon, for God's sakes. They've always made these great games. And then what Destiny was supposed to be. And I didn't even really follow a lot of it. Because as soon as I heard the concept for it, it's just like, okay, I don't want any surprise. I don't want any spoilers. I want to have a Halo 3 situation happen again where I know exactly how it's going to end. Because they basically told you how that one was going to end. Uh like i loved the idea behind it you've got you know these different factions that you're going and playing with these three different types of characters this rpg element added into a first person shooter landscape it's supposed to go and be this massively online multiplayer game set up around a first person shooter with a you know bungee interesting story with great lore building and all of that stuff and then the game comes out and all the details of the game are in fucking cards that you can't even view inside of the game. You gotta have a companion app. Or on the wiki. Yeah, yeah. Or the wiki. Which is the poor man's app. Uh, <laughs> in this situation. Actually, no, that's the smart man's app, isn't it? Because that, that Destiny companion app just didn't seem to work very well. It never worked. Yeah, exactly. And then they go and say, we're coming out with Destiny 2. We've heard what you guys have to say. We understand why you're disappointed. We're taking this thing all the way down to the ground. You won't even be able to have your characters transfer over to the new game. All your loot and stuff is going to be gone because we need to remake everything from the ground up. Wait a minute. I thought that was an available feature. No, no. You can go and have the skin transfer over, but none of your stuff, none of your stats. Okay. All right. Yeah, so the things that really mattered, no, you couldn't go and bring them over with you. But you could keep your face. <laughs> and even that only happened because of fan outrage. It's like, wait a minute, I have spent literally thousands of hours playing this game, and I don't get to have anything transfer over? What the heck, guys? I thought this Destiny platform was supposed to be something out for 10 years. People were not happy about that at all. I think that was that was also the thing. when people go back and listen to that, they're like, "Wait a second, Destiny ten year franchise." Yeah, what about what's a franchise though? A yeah, franchise exactly. that many. Yeah, games no, are. no, that's that was a bit of a point of manipulation. So Destiny two launches, and they're promising this bigger and better story. They're going and promising us that we're going to go and get more character interactions with these people that they've been paying a ridiculous amount of money to be voice actors in, and they're never fully utilizing it. I mean, Bill Nye in the first game. I wish I could tell you about the things that I just don't have time to tell you. You mean you don't have time to tell you why you don't have time to tell you? 
pretty yeah, much. Exactly. It's just like quit with this foreshadowing bullshit here. <laughs> I hate everything's video was perfect about that. Yeah, yeah. IEG, uh, I know not everybody's a huge fan of his review style and all that, but honestly, the review of the original Destiny is so perfect and so on point, like on almost every level. There's a few things I disagree with, but overall, critique is perfect on there. So Destiny 2... I'm in. I'm willing to give it a second chance. It's like, okay, Bungie said they screwed up. This is an apology letter. I remember what it was like with Final Fantasy XIV, playing the original version of the game, and then going and finding, you know, Realms Reborn. That was such a great job of redeeming itself as a game and going and giving us the content that it should have been in that should have been in there in the first place. User interface is great and all that. I thought that we were going to get one of these with Bungie. This is another company that really hadn't done any wrong in the past. It was one that hadn't really screwed anything up with the exception of Microsoft charging $60 for ODST when it was should have already, or when it was only supposed to be, you know, just a DLC packet uh, for 20 bucks. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go and give them a pass on that one. Destiny 2 comes out. They're going and promising us this new big bad to go and work with and that we're going to go and get more details about the world around us. And you start playing it and it's a lot more of the same. Yes, we got the character interactions. They got that part down. It's like, okay, I got to interact with some of these characters. Can't say I really got anything that was interesting out of them. I mean... No lore, no story... Yeah, there wasn't really a lot of personality to the characters. Like, I love Nathan Villian as much as the next guy, even though I am convinced that he's trying to go and steal my fiance away from me. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, Nathan Villian, the enemy of all boyfriends. Uh, as much as I like him as Cade Six as a voice, even then the writing was really underwhelming on there. They straight out kill off Bill Nye. I'm like, did you even do anything in this game? Like, am I supposed to be sad? I don't even know who the hell you are. For all we know, you were nothing. You're, you're, you're the speaker? Okay. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> and then the icing on the cake is you played through the first game. You read all the grimoire cards about this upcoming enemy. This evil that just mingles itself through these all, all these enemy factions that you play against in the first game. The darkness. Yes. And Destiny 2 comes out. The darkness is fake news. Doesn't exist. Yeah, It's not a thing. We don't even know what it was. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just... It's just a guy going and floating around in some frigate in space with some big pink... Love Gorilla. Yep. That's that's what the darkness is. It's just... It's nothing. It's fake news. <laughs> that's it. That's that's it. That's that's what we got at Destiny 2. Apparently the Traveler is alive, even though we were told he was dead throughout the entire first game. Mm -hmm. And apparently the darkness doesn't actually exist. It's just... Spaceships. Apparently? Maybe? We're not entirely sure. I always assumed that the Traveler was alive, but barely. Yeah, no, and now it's like he's fully awake at the end of number two. Still I thought the Traveler might have been the bad guy. Yeah. That, that's that would, been my theory going been, back to the original game. That would have been a perfect, like, 
perfect, perfect thing to pull for Destiny 2. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even uh, Film Theory went and did uh, a video on that that basically went and backed what I was looking at and comes at it from some different perspectives. It just more solidified what I was already thinking playing the first game. And then this one comes out and it's just like, the Traveler is Jesus, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's awake now. It's resurrected itself, I guess. Something special. Yeah. Emphasis on special. Just... It's just a mess. It is. And I wanted to love this game. We all did. I wanted to love the first one. And Destiny 2, yeah. initially playing it, I was really into it. But it ended up with the same thing as the first game. It's leading up. It's building to something. And then it just ends. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like the most interesting thing is the fact that the status quo has been disrupted from what it was before. The speaker is dead and all that stuff. And we still don't even know what the heck the role of the speaker ultimately was. I'm the one that speaks to the traveler. It's like, that's about it. The speaker's heard the traveler is dead. So, what? So, yeah. Oh, I just. It pisses me off. And th there's one thing in particular that has set me off here. And it's what's driving me nuts now with the new Forsaken uh, DLC. DLC they're coming out with. The first two DLCs they came out with for Destiny 2 are as bad, if not worse, worse than the first two DLCs that they went and had for the first Destiny. Which are some of the worst DLC ever. That's bad enough by itself. But one of the things that was kind of redeeming for the first Destiny that they ultimately ended up squandering with the next expansion after that was when they did the Taken King. Yes. There was clearly problems with the first game in terms of development. Like the stuff that we had seen from Bungie's video documentaries that they did like with the Halo games. We went and saw this character that was staring down your character at the barrel of a gun inside of one of these video documentaries. It was one of the most interesting things where the interactions with these other species uh, and other factions of people that you would go and meet in the first game that you ultimately sort of did with uh, the Awoken uh, in what, what the heck was that place called John the Rift? Was that it? Rift, yes. Yeah. So then we go and get to, year two of destiny and they go and release the taken king dlc which is really what i would go and say would be a good first attempt at a game even if it was flawed like had that been the basis of the first game in its entirety had it been all done like that i actually would have been probably pretty satisfied with it but they ended up going killing off this character that we had briefly met in the main game and had seen a lot of it with the video documentaries and we actually go and see him get blown the fuck up in the opening uh, cinematic to it. Yeah, and it's like, we feel nothing for it, too. Yeah, well, we feel nothing for this guy. And now he's coming back, and he's going to be supposedly the main enemy of this expansion. It's like, you guys can't even keep your continuity straight enough that a character that you wrote off for dead is now coming back out of nowhere with no context for information going along with it. Yeah, it makes their, no sense. Yeah, their E3 presence was abysmal, and the fact that they're trying to charge almost as much as the main game for this DLC, which they've said will be under four hours of content, 
Yeah, right. They're killing me. They're just killing me right now. Yeah, it's just depressing, really. Yeah. It's I like, Bungie made good games. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I just... I don't get it. And it makes me sad. It just... I never really cared that much about Destiny. Like, I'm so pissed off at them. Anybody that's going on Amazon, uh, you may uh, be aware of a little debacle that happened when Destiny 2 launched last year that Bungie had made an Alexa-enabled speaker. Is that what that thing is? Yes. They charged $100 for this extremely cheap... Like, I'm... I don't think that this is ABS plastic for starters, which would be like the bare minimum of what I would expect for something they would be charging a hundred bucks for. It's supposed to be a Bluetooth speaker. It's supposed to be Wi-Fi enabled and it's supposed to go and have Alexa functionality to it. Well, despite them doing a great job of marketing this thing as a companion and expansion to the game, the joke is, it's actually none of those things. Hmm. It's just a piece of plastic, isn't it? It pretty much is. It does have some lights, but you can't control which ones are on or anything like that, and they won't just all be on in sequence. They go and refer to it as a gunmetal gray. I assure you, this is 100%... Uh, Not black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it does have a speaker inside, but it is not Bluetooth nor is it a Wi-Fi-enabled speaker. And the Alexa functionality is not actually going and using Alexa at any internal capacity. It doesn't even have a microphone on it. Wow. It's, it's, the, it's an external attachment, isn't it? Exactly. You hook this up to your house's Wi-Fi, and you can go and download the Ghost Skill app, for your Amazon Echo enable of her enable devices. So you can go and do this with, you know, four or five smartphones, uh, six computer models, and then any of the Echoes, Echo Dots, Echo Spot, Echo Show, anything with Alexa on there. You pair them together. And then you talk to Alexa to go and have Ghost go and call out your companions, people that you go, or uh, clans that you go and play with. It'll go and do all that stuff, and you can either have the voice lines if you just have the Alexa unit by itself in the room. You'll go and get um, Nolan North's voice coming out, going and doing one of a thousand voice lines uh, from the game, or going and saying, I've sent a distress call. Hopefully someone comes to help soon. It'll do a thousand of those types of responses out of your Amazon Echo device, or if you have this thing connected, it will be the tiniest sounding version of uh, Mr. North going and doing those lines ever. Hmm. This thing was a hot mess and was the bane of the Bungie fan community back around Christmas when they released this thing last year, because it was nothing like what they promised it. It cost Bungie $18 to go and make each one of these units, and they were selling them at $100, which I'm all for profit. I have no problem with that as long as it matches up to description. But still. These are on sale on Amazon right now for $10 with free shipping. The they funny thing is, is that so we had to upload the, that shit. The funny thing is, is that we talked about a little bit about this before the podcast, and 
the amount like for the hundred dollars that you could have that you spent on before, we could probably get higher quality ABS plastics. Make a brand a one with an in higher resolution in gunmetal gray. <laughs> buy the paint for highlighting. Mm-hmm. Buy the sandpaper to fake to make it look good. And probably and buy two good magnets to do the little hover thing. You know yeah. the little platform, the hover yeah, platform. Yeah, magnetic levitation. It, yeah, magnetic <laughs> levitation thing, and put that on your desk with a light. Yeah, for a hundred, for about a hundred bucks. Exactly. No, the joke about this is there is a replica they sell over at uh, GameStop for twenty dollars. And you can go and get different vinyl, you know, plates to go over it to make it look like whatever uh, yeah. shader variant you want on there. That thing is made of better plastic. And yeah. people have actually modded that just going using basic LED kits and 2032 uh, or CR2032 batteries to go and emulate the best functionality of this and do it better. Yeah. Wow. The funny thing is, is that we could probably do that and go like, this is what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll admit, I went and bought this just because I saw this uh, just while scrolling around. Like, oh, $10. Sure, I'm going to go and buy this and see just how bad it is. And even knowing that it was $10, I'm still pissed off at this thing. It's just depressing. That's just it. Somebody went and gave me... Uh, oh, God, what is it? Uh the Echo Dot, that's the short Amazon unit, right? And somebody gave me one a little while ago, and I don't have it hooked up because I'll admit I'm that paranoid guy. It's like I I don't have any microphones connected to the computer when I'm not using them or anything like that. I've got uh, Cortana turned off and all that. My Xbox, you know, Connect was never connected on there unless I was playing a game that mattered. So I, I'm... I am that guy. I just don't want anybody going and listening to me ever uh, when it comes to this stuff. But I actually hooked it up just to see whether or not the connectivity issues that I read about in the Amazon reviews were correct. And oh my God, is this thing terrible. It's just sad. Yeah. I mean, I've got a Nighthawk router. So I mean, it's not like it's a Wi-Fi connectivity issue or anything like that. But even going and having this thing... Uh, 15 feet away from the router, I was having connectivity issues with this thing. Oh my god. I know I should be ranting about the game and all the problems that go along with that, but just the fact that this was something that Bungie thought was a good marketing idea, and we're going and promoting as an essential part of your Destiny experience. What happened to the company I used to love? Money. I don't know. Even I just—that—that's part of the question. That uh, I can—I t- can tie that into our starting conversation of uh, uh, No Man's Sky. How you do have bigger corporations seem to be just kind of doing the money thing. Where um, No Man's Sky is a technically an indie game. It's a small small studio, more, more or less. Yeah, yeah. It's so. Yeah, I think I think they're the kind of guys. It's like you have a smaller studio, so you can't just make a game and have it go shitty and then you go oh that was a failure cut all ties with it and go to the next project you have to kind of like if they don't if they don't make that game 
<laughs> if they don't fix that game, then they're probably not going to be a studio anymore. So they had to like work on it. Um, where other companies, yeah, it's just like EA is just like, oh, that failed, gone, done. Don't even worry about it. There's definitely some truth to that, but it's something that um, I was talking with John about off podcast. Uh, you guys are familiar with the uh, company Digital Extremes, right? The guys that go and do uh, Warframe, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So last year at PAX, John, Amy, you know, basically everybody that went to it with us got a chance to go and try out their hero shooter, which was set up as like a pulp comic book version of Overwatch, so to speak, but with more game modes to go and play through and all that stuff. It was really well designed and actually felt really polished despite going and being basically the alpha version that we played. We were given these uh, uh, access cards, which Mm -hmm. gave us free access to the beta and the founders pack for the thing. Digital Extremes just one day decides, oh, we're just going to pull the, or we're just going to go and pull this thing from the production slate. It's like, why? We We wanted it. Yeah, no answers, no excuses or anything like that. They went and deleted the website and even going and reaching out uh, to Digital Extremes PR uh, group, they're like, yeah, there's just no reason given. Just... We had it fully developed. We were ready for beta access and the company just decided we're going to go in a different direction. And lo and behold, like three weeks later, Warframes come to Nintendo Switch. Sad. Um, There is another game that just got released recently that had a huge issue um, and had so much backlash. There's pretty much no chance in hell they're making another game. Um, who here has heard of the culling? I've heard the name, but oh, I don't know anything about it. The culling? Uh, yes, the culling. Yep. Yeah. The culling was created by um, Xavian Games. Um, it was released oh 2016. Really good game. It was a battle royale style game. It was it was about the same time as PUBG. And stuff like that. It was essentially like it was a survivor based type thing. You were dumped in with all your stuff and you kind of went around. You made traps for people that, like, you, if you would find a place where stuff was spawning, you're like, okay, I'm going to put barbed wire across the across the door. So if anybody who walks in gets, gets hurt by the barbed wire. And, like, they have the little weapon drops and everything. It was a very popular game. Yeah. Um, it, was, I, I, it was up there. It was really popular and everybody really enjoyed it. Then they decided, okay, we're coming out with the Cullen 2. Hmm. Oh, boy. I am on the Steam page. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Yep. So it, it was, it was, it had its, it had its five minutes of fame. Um, but then I believe it was probably like a PUBG that took it away from it. But it was, uh, it was, it wow. wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. Well, yeah, PUBG took back it like out for the culling too. It was very popular. PUBG and Fortnite ended up taking a lot of the audience just because it's just that's the way it all it turned out. But when they released the second one, everyone's like, oh, this is a really good game. We'll all try it. And it was a full $60 game. It launches. There is nothing at all that relates to the original game. Hmm. 
almost nothing. And there was complaints about there was like I'm sure if you're reading through the the Steam reviews, Robert, like there's a lot of stuff in there. And PR is like, there's nothing we can do. It was like this is was built off the original code, but but there was nothing that we can do for this, 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 this for this reason, this reason, this reason. And then after about two weeks of controversy, they're like, okay, we fixed it. What do you mean you fixed it? Oh, we just backpedaled it so that it works off the same engine, and so that it works the exact same. But you just you, but for the past three like three weeks, you've said that you can't. That's not possible. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, isn't it gone now? Is it still on Steam? It's still on. Oh. With two st- with a star and a half. Yeah. It's yeah, uh it's yeah it's 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 uh it had real bad, <laughs> real bad uh, uh start off, and then yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, now let's let's look play. at the uh, top four uh, reviews on here. Uh, the first one is very analytical. This is not the culling. It contains no elements of the original culling. It's more of a bad ripoff of PUBG, H1Z1, do not buy, do not give. But that's kind of what it is, money. though. Like The culling original, the first culling wasn't, though. It was a bit more... It, it, there was more style in it, apparently. There was, like, character build-up. and. I personally never got a chance to play, but I watched some people play that I understand it. Um, that's that's what it was. It was it was another uh, battle royale game. Yeah, yeah, it was another battle royale. Pretty much. sick of battle royale games. Yeah. Personally. Anyways, though, and yeah, then let's see here. Uh, next one, uh, total garbage. First of all, no one is playing. Second, no one is playing. This game has zero players in any of the servers. I've oh, that's a big that. thing about. It. Yeah, it's because you need a hundred players. Uh, and no one's playing the game, so that's why it's like you can't play it right now. That's funny. Yeah, that's the, that's another big thing. It's like it had a it had a huge drop. Like people played it, and they realized it was not the game they want, and it dropped down to nothing, less players than what you can play a game, and so you just you can't play a game. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. If for some reason you bought this game, remember there is a possibility of a refund. <laughs> and my personal favorite on here. I stubbed my toe on the way to install this game. That was the most enjoyable part of the experience. Ooh. Yeah. Ugh. Everything that was defined by the original is dead and gone. Instead, it has a terrible H1Z1 knockoff feel, brutal ha, brutal melee combat trickery, and guerrilla warfare complete with traps and bombs have all been replaced with generic gunplay that feels like a game on a demo disc from PC Gamer back in the 90s. Ooh. Like, wow! It's like exactly yeah. it a game where it's got a multiplayer, but you can't play because no one's there's no servers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that was the calling. Yeah, and I'm sorry. There is one positive review I feel must be read from my team. Sucks. Already a better game than PUBG. that's great kudos to that person yep 0.8 hours on record that's dedication yeah now that that is a great a troll right there 
It's like, I'm not against Battle Royale games, but yeah, I mean, it does seem like everybody is clamoring to go and be that next big YouTube or Twitch game. It's like, guys, why are you chasing after the same thing? That's that's not going to work out the way you want it to. <laughs> Although maybe I shouldn't say that. Thinking about it, I mean, Paladins has actually done a pretty good job yeah, of going and capturing, you know, that hero shooter vibe that, you know, has been popularized uh, with games like Overwatch. Now they're going and doing, uh, you know, Battle Royale version themselves with Realms Royale that actually it's people seem to be liking it i mean maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know but well it's like battle royale games have done right and not just blatant copies is good yeah there's a game like that came out from a korean company it's called like sword x and it's a Mm -hmm. battle royale game but with heavy melee combat it's essentially chivalry isn't it sword x uh yeah it sounds like chivalry it's but it's it's but it's all melee combat. Yeah. It's not like chivalry at all. No, it's not. Uh, I, yeah, I know. Like, it's like a fighter game. It's crazy. Yeah. You're like doing crazy martial arts and stuff like that. It's yeah. Really cool. Oh, okay. But it's a battle royale game where you like find the melee weapons and craft them and stuff. Yeah. No, it, it, it's it's pretty. It's pretty intense. Is that the right word I want to say? Yeah. Like you can, you can if if you learn the move sets and like the kind of styles of move, it can get pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But you um, can just disarm people and just blatant yeah. rip people apart. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's also kind of like it's kind of gore, gory a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, there's beheadments and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So and it, I think it's got a it's got a steep learning curve. So it's like you get in there, you can get your ass kicked. If you don't know what you're doing, it's not yeah. like I'm going to sit in this corner here with a sniper rifle for five hours. Yeah. Not move. So, speaking of getting your ass kicked for, you know, well, not knowing what the hell you're doing, what the hell has happened to Cliff Blazinski? Mm. You know, Radical Heights and Lawbreakers go, are both going and falling apart. It's like you left Epic Games and this has not been good, man. It's karma. Is that what it is? <laughs> No, I just think it's a bad career choice, personally. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is that is another thing. It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's also another thing is you make a game and it comes big, but then can you do that again and again and again? Can you catch thunder in a bottle twice? Yeah. And really, yeah. the answer to that question is no. But, I mean, this is the guy who almost single-handedly created Unreal Tournament and was the real brainchild behind Gears of War being, you know, well, the adaptation to a video game. I mean, it's just weird going and seeing a guy that's got that kind of legacy behind him having two games fail the same year. There was also a time where he was like, he almost was the voice of reason on the internet, but I think that's gone too. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell, Cliff? Sad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We'll see what it comes down. I don't know. Why Why did it get his games? Did they fail? Or were they just not good? Well, I mean, Lawbreakers got a lot of, you know, good press about it in terms of the design of the game and how well it played, but just people weren't gravitating towards it. Mm-hmm. And then Radical Heights, that thing, I remember just on how insane the media blitz was this because they were coming up with, you know, uh, 
they were going and coming up with uh, this new concept for how battle royale games can go and be made. And then they go and release uh, the early beta to a select number of uh, press members. And then like a day later to just anybody that wants to play it on steam. And it becomes one of the most reviled things to go and come out this year. Not because it's even necessarily that bad, but just because it's really raw and the good ideas that are in there are, you know, well, they're mucked up by game-ending bugs, basically. Connection issues, issues with the user interface, just things that could have been tweaked had they had a little bit more time to go and play around with it. But they instead went and launched out into early access too early. So, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's kind of, that's uh, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe he had uh, people behind him that actually fix that kind of stuff, and he just doesn't have that behind him anymore. Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. Kind of feeling that way. It's just sad. I mean, I don't know. It's one of these days we're going to have to have a talk about early access and the arguments over loot boxes and, you know, the uh, moral compass division of EA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't need to do that tonight. That's one can of worms. Yeah, no, that's... It, it is always a topic. It's always something we'll gravitate towards, too. It is. is. The, uh, it really is. <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, uh, oh, we could definitely get into it. It, it. The landscape on those things has changed since the last time we talked about it, too, which is crazy. It really um, has. How loot boxes are starting to become illegal in some places. Because it's considered gambling. Yeah, yeah, so it, it might change, and then early access isn't what it kind of is anymore. Uh, I haven't really seen too many early access games anymore because it just what happens is all these things happen, and then some people just start taking advantage of it, and then you just can't do it anymore because then all the uh, good part about it is gone. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But let's save that for another day. Uh, unless anybody's got anything else to say, thank you for listening to us here on Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Hit us up on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Email SoccerRangersPodcast at gmail.com. Go and hit up, uh, what is it, uh, Mega McHugh X, if I remember Mega McHugh X on Facebook. That's right. Go and like that page over there. Thank you very much for listening to us, everybody. We will see you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.